millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast, where this week we are Man United v Arsenal with brilliant, brilliant guests this week and Andrew Ryan. <laughs> um, and, and Natalie Sawyer isn't here at the moment. She's off somewhere else doing one of her many jobs in the day. But we do, of course, have Will Meller representing Man United. Hello, Will. Hello, mate. Your second time on Glory Hunters. Yeah, I feel, I feel experienced now. Oh, you're an experienced. Ready to go. Like a wise head in the, mid, in the centre of midfield. And I'm, fi- I'm finally representing my club, so I'm positive. Oh, exactly. Who were you last time? I thought, who was I with? I was with a German Schalke. Oh, oh yeah. I, I didn't know nothing about Schalke, <laughs> but I had a lovely time. <laughs> and representing Arsenal and uh, EastEnders and his boxing podcast is Jake Wood. Thank lovely, you. Lovely lovely to Thanks lovely for coming in, Jake. Enjoy, yeah. Have you listened to Glory Hunters before? Did you listen to the Schalke? Uh, yeah, just lie. Yeah, just no, lie. No, Did no, you no. listen to the Schalke episode? The classic Schalke episode. I will go back and listen and, and listen when I, if, as soon as I leave this studio. If you're going to listen to one episode, listen to the Schalke episode with Will <laughs> Meller, the biggest Schalke fan in town. <laughs> he looks it. He's dressed in complete German well, someone, dress. I think someone said he's an absolute Schalke. Um, I think that's what they said. Anyway, here is the podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Our guests are given the chance to represent the team they've always supported in a contest where only the strongest survive. But who will climb football's evolutionary ladder and who will become extinct? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Now, after last week's international special, today sees our first second round match. And what a fixture it promises to be as Arsenal take on Man United. Captaining Man United today is Andrew Ryan. Hello, Andrew. Great to be back again. You've been in Berlin this week. I was in Berlin on Monday, Tuesday, doing some shows, yeah. With Glory Hunter's own Christian Schulterlo. Yeah, the Schalke fan. Big Schalke fan. Do you remember the Schalke episode? We all remember what an the episode. Schalke episode. <laughs> it was. It was fantastic. I think Will was on that. We'll ask him about yeah. it in a minute. No, Berlin's a lovely place. It's a, I'm a big history fan. It's great history of not great history there's history there I wouldn't say it's great there's a bit of history, some history there's some there. history there but it's not great if you're a history fan it's a, it's a good place to go uh, moving on also some exciting news for you yes. I believe you've been linked as a player to Portsmouth FC correct and right yeah how has uh, this come about I right, know you so, were so high up in the professional game ok so what happened was last week I got a phone call of a Joe Gallen, the assistant manager of Portsmouth, and asked me would I come down next Tuesday for them to have a look at me. So I'm going down next Tuesday, 37 years old. Come People's, and get me, please. Come and get me now. I know the transfer. So what's happened is, I swear to God, next Tuesday I'm going down to Portsmouth. He's asked me would I come down. I said, you never give up on your dreams. I haven't played football for 22 years. Okay. But I, do you ever know you can still do a job? 
You think you could in the midfield? Still do a job. Uh, no, I'm right back. Right back. Yeah, I'm the Gary Neville of uh, oh, football. Right. Yeah. Are you going to overlap? Or? No, no, I'll just probably just stay in my position, really. Just, have you got boots? Yeah, no. Can we, can we get back to the real story? The real story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's happened is, is that I was doing a gig and Joe Gallon was in the audience, right? <laughs> and uh, I found out he was in the audience, so I Wikipedia'd him and I realised that he actually played from, with my cousin. Uh, when they played League of Ireland, and oh, yeah. my cousin was at Blackburn, and he he knew Kevin Gallon, his other brother. Oh, yes. So what's happened is they've asked me what I come down and watch train. <laughs> oh, so instead of playing, but I can still spin it that I've been invited mm. to training with Portsmouth, right? Uh, bring your boots. Bring, I'll bring my boots. But he said I go down Tuesday to watch training, and he said he might chuck me in at the end. Yeah, turn you know, up just to have a look. Full, full so kit, how Andrew. many people say they've been called up by mid-table League One side? You know what I mean? Turn so, up, full kit. I don't think any of us can say that. Yeah, but I'm delighted. I just way I've spotted that I'm going training with Portsmouth. But you have previously captain Luton and Brighton. Yeah. Today, you get to captain the club you actually support, Man United. Yes, finally. I'm very excited to support Man United since we're on the up again. We had a good victory there over Tottenham. Very impressed with some of the performances of the players, especially Fred. Yes. Finally turned up to a football match. Well, let's bring in your fellow fan today, your, your teammate, the wonderful Will Meller. You were with us last time in the classic Schalke episode. Yeah, well, it was strange that. I didn't know anything about Schalke. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to contribute. But I managed somehow. You managed to bring it on. I did. Big Man United fan, Will. Huge, yeah, all my life. You know, I mean, born and bred. You know, my dad supported United when I was born, so... I think I had a Man United bib, you know what I mean? So I was all the way through. So when, when we were mid-table, you know what I mean? So I wasn't just there glory hunting. I'm, I'm part of it from when the you, beginning. When you say bib, you don't mean like... No, like I don't the, mean a like training bib. I mean, or... I mean sick on bib as oh, a baby. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, OK, yeah. yeah now, was it nice to see Jose back at uh, Old Trafford in the week? Fabulous, especially on. to see him come and lose at Old Trafford was great. <laughs> I mean, you know you know what Jose is like. You know, we can say all the nice things, but he, of course he wants to win. He's the manager of Tottenham now, so of course he should want to win. Yeah, I mean, it was more important that we got a performance out United and I was over the moon. It was the best we've played all season. Yeah. Attitude was great. And what I saw is the team playing for their manager. So all these questions about Pochettino coming in, which I think is bang out of order when, you know, Solskjaer's not been in the job that long, not been through a transfer window. I think that shut a few mouths and I think the players shown that they, yeah, they want to play for their manager. So they've really put in a good, a good performance. So you can see Ola getting getting <clears throat> transfer window. Well, we need, to, we need to spend money. Obviously, we need a lot of players because our bench is weak. We haven't got a big squad. And we need some experience for the young lads to look up to and know how to... Sometimes you need to win games ugly, and I don't think yeah. United can do that. We've been ahead a few times this season, and we just let results slip away from us. Too many draws. Um, and, you know, game management, you get that from experience. And we've got some fantastic young players, but they do need a few experience being put in, put in amongst them. But Rashford's found some form as well. That's good, isn't it? Well, we've got lots of pace, we've got lots of winning legs. And the thing with young players is they will run and run and run for you. It's just knowing when to do what. And, as I say, game management, and I think... You know, get a, get a few decent experienced players in there, especially in the midfield. You know, I'd give uh, Maguire the captain's armband right now and stop passing it about the club and let's yeah. get him settled as that because I think he's captain material. But, you know, I, I would stick with what we've got. Uh, this season is not going to be a season where we're going to be finishing the top four, I don't think. But it's just a building season. Get our style of play back and bring in some players and let's see where we are next season. Now, uh, leading out Arsenal today is Natalie Sawyer. Hello, Natalie. Hello, Charlie. Uh, you've come in, How I'm, formal I'm, of you? I've been very formal because I feel like you've come in with a massive brag today. <laughs> I've got a different Christmas jumper every single day. I have. Haven't you, Natalie? You've really... come in with that, with that showing-off yeah. attitude. I know, it's true. And then both Jake and Will called you on that and said, 
what, you've got 24 Christmas jumpers, 25 Christmas jumpers. No one believed you, Natalie. Can no you... one believes me. And, but I actually have more because I every year buy more Christmas jumpers. I just love them. Oh, Lord. I know, do you think it's I a do. problem or? It probably is. Yeah. The problem is that I only wear them once a year. Yeah. <laughs> what do you wear so... on Christmas Day? Yes. Aren't, you, aren't you jumper well, dad? Well, no, because I have that many. Oh. Plus, I might, you might, treat, myself, I might treat myself to a Christmas outfit. Special oh, Christmas full one. outfit, top and bottoms. Well, I'm not saying anything, but you I've never got, know. I've got the best Christmas jumper. Oh, right. It's just a picture of Mike Tyson and it says, Merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> lovely. I've worn that every year. I'm not going to buy another one, actually. I've That's worn it. that about four years in a row. Natalie, have you got that one? I, I have got that one, no. <laughs> one, yeah, yeah, one. I Christmas jumper envy on the other side of the table. I know. <laughs> it's all right. But I do like the ones that have lights and play yeah, music. That's what I've got this year. You've got lights on mine this year. Yeah, they're good. Do you have lights like outside your apartment, like on the road? Are you one of these people that goes full on no, decorations no. as I mean, well? In my home, I do like to go full on, but not outside so much. Right, OK. I look like I live in Elf house my house is just full of lights <laughs> not, not yet because i don't do it to the 12th it's 12 days before 12 days after that's what i do but people come from quite a lot of people. rules there will i'm quite surprised it stops the kids from mithering me from the first of december when the light's going up it's like 12 you know what it is it's the 12th and it gets me to build up to it because it's it's quite a big day out there on the 12th oh, I, you should do I, that's good. I can, yeah, yeah just surprise yeah. everyone totally normal people bring the kids and everything to the house and we, we have it all up everything up oh. yeah we got a smoke machine and all sorts oh wow smoke machine yeah only because i got one for halloween so i'm going to use it for christmas as well halloween's the same i get it all kitted out graveyard everything for all the kids in the morning we learned something new this morning about Will Mallow. It's very, very exciting. All about the community. <laughs> now, the other voice you heard there, very excited to have him on today, is actor, Arsenal fan, and boxing podcaster and expert, Jake Wood. Hello, Jake. How are you, Charlie? Yes, very good. I thought I'd add the boxing because be that yeah. sort of explains the Mike Tyson jumper. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big boxing fan. So, uh, yeah, I started a podcast about two years ago with my best mate, Spencer Oliver, who works for Sky. Um, we've been doing it about two years, yeah, pound for pound. We're doing all right. We've had like Fury on and... Um, doing more than all right. It's, a, it's yeah. everybody's favourite boxing podcast. Well, it seems so, yeah. But, it's, uh, you know, we just love sitting around talking about boxing. Now, Jake, you don't just love boxing. You're a massive Arsenal fan. Yes. How is it to be an Arsenal fan right now? <sighs> what can I say? I think we're in free fall <laughs> at the moment. I mean, I watched the, the Frankfurt game. Uh, I watched it with my little boy and we were laughing at the team. It's, it's embarrassing, isn't it, to, to think it's got to that point. Um, probably the worst performance I've seen from Arsenal in pff, 10 years, I want to yeah. say, that performance. In fact, I tweeted out straight after the game, you and I out. Um, I think he has been good for the club, but I just think he's lost his way. I think some of the decisions he was making, you know, we had we had a great bench that night, you had Lacazette, and, you know, I just think he's making the wrong decisions. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's reached the end of the road with you and I, wish him well. I think he, he, he took the decision with great... Grace, then he gave a lovely yeah. sort of statement afterwards and thanks everyone. Thanks for the millions I think he's a gentleman, you know, I've got a, a, you know, I've got a lot of respect for him, but just the wrong man probably for the job. Do you think um, that game as well, the fans sh shown what they thought because it was, I've never seen... Well, there's no one there. I've never seen Arsenal that empty in my life. Yeah, mm. well, I mean, part of it was that Frankfurt fans couldn't go, could they? They were banned mm. from the stadium for the next, <coughs> I think it's two games, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so that's part of it. But yeah, you're right. I've never seen it so empty. It was... Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Do you think that was a statement from the Arsenal fans to say, no, we don't want to watch this anymore? I think maybe, yeah. You know, Europa League, you know, we, you know, we miss that Champions League, you know. Absolutely miss it. So, do you think it's time for uh, Wenger in? <laughs> <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> no, you're obviously a man of many talents, not just football and boxing. We obviously know you from EastEnders as well as Max Branning. 
I, I think I associate you with Christmas because you always seem to be in massive trouble at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, always nearly like, uh, not you, but Max. jumping off the Queen Vic. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always an emotional time for, for Max yeah. Brennan. So, uh, yeah, no, I've been there 14 years, and um, yeah, been in, involved in some big stories. So, yeah, it's, it's always a uh, it's always fun. When you get the scripts for, for Christmas, do you sort of flick through and see who's going to get the big... Yeah, everyone the big always goes to the end of the script. Yeah, yeah. To see who gets the duff, yeah. But you can't tell us anything about Christmas, can you? Because I, I can't, spoils, no. spoils, I mean, we've, ju- we've just filmed it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. And yeah, the scripts are great. So uh, hopefully, yeah, everyone will enjoy them. And then we're sort of building up. We've got the 35th anniversaries on in February. It's 35 years of yeah. the show. So those, obviously, they, they always go with a big bang then as well. Yeah. So um, we're looking forward to filming those. Brilliant. Right. The scene is set for Arsenal v Man United, a fixture famous in the past for brawls, bad blood and the Battle of the Buffet. Similar to a lot of Plymouth weddings I've been to. Right now, it's time for this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Yes, it's my club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. However, it's not about medals on the table. It's an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Jake... Natalie, you're going to go first, and your 30 seconds starts now. We've got the better fans. I think that's representative of, of who we've got in the room today. You only have to take a look and uh, who you've got in front of you and the people you've got here today. Arsenal are based in London. Now, I'm not saying London is better than Manchester, but well, is. London is, is London, isn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, yes, yes, the home of EastEnders. Uh, there you go. We've probably got the highest percentage of fans not from Kent. To be fair, <laughs> this is uh, unlike Man United. We've got 13 FA Cups. They've only got 12. Mm. So, uh, so until that changes, I'll always remind them of that. And uh, there's no debate. I think I've just systematically put it to bed there. There we are. Natalie, do you, do you agree? Well, how can you beat a team that's called Arsenal? They've got an Arsenal. No. You know? <laughs> Come very, on, very they are the best. They are the best. We're going to go over to Manchester United with Will and Andrew. Will, why are Man United a bigger club than Arsenal? I'm going to flip this on its head a bit. It's not because we sell more shirts than any other club in the world. It's not because we've won the league 20 times. It's not because we sell out our 70,000 plus stadium every week. It's not because we've won the treble. It's not because of the Busby Babes. This is because in 1999, when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer scored that goal in the 90th minute on Sir Matt Busby's 90th birthday, we realized then that even God supports United, because <laughs> that's divine intervention. <laughs> I don't need to say any more than that. He said it, he said it, he said it. That's your, your argument. Yeah, well, I tell, you, I, tell you, I tell you something, you just said you have the best fans. How many fans turned up to the Frankfurt game there uh, last week? Oh, so we, we're more in number, I just said we're... Oh, more in number, yeah, all right. It's about sorry. quality, yeah. not yeah. quantity. No, I can't tell <laughs> that. I think, we'll, I think we'll just put that absolutely <laughs> sweet. Listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to propose an idea they believe will improve sport for the better. An idea that may well shatter convention and ignite the fury of the traditionalists. So, while the teams lay waste to some sporting sacred cows, I'll be awarding points for radical ingenuity and progressive persuasion. I'd also like to add, sacred cows is a metaphorical term and no animals were harmed in the recording of this show. 
Natalie, we're going to start with you, as you're the captain of the losing team <laughs> at the moment. And you think there should be a British and Irish Lions football team? I do. When there is obviously no tournaments, I know World Cup, no Euros. The summer can be pretty boring when there's no football. So why don't we incorporate the very best British and Irish Lions together, playing in a tournament that they can go to different continents and take on the very best from those continents? You know, rugby is successful with their British and Irish Lions. We all look forward to that. It'll get us all getting looking forward to a combination of, as I say, the very best from Britain and Ireland. You could see them playing club teams for, for warm-up matches, so we keep that going for a little bit until we build up to the actual uh, final event of whichever continent they decide to take on. It's another football tournament for us, for us all to get involved in, for us all to get excited about. It means more international players get more experience of playing in, in tournament football, and it forges closer ties between nations as well and it's going to showcase the very best talent from Ireland and Britain. It's a no-brainer. I think it's a brilliant idea because it gives them something else to reach for. Yeah. Even when they've reached the, the, the heights of playing in a World Cup or the Euros yeah, and it does different. fill that, that blank year mm. which I mean people are saying well footballers get tired they play too many games but oh, stop. you know there'll be a couple of weeks a tour of Brazil say. Exactly. Be fantastic. Anyone happen? else agree with you? Think it's a good idea, Andrew? Fix? Yeah, I, I think it's a very good idea. Don't they do the Great Britain football team in the Olympics, though? Yeah, but won't but Ireland, Ireland, Ireland as well? As well. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be good. You could have like Great Britain, Ireland versus like South America best eleven. Yes, there we are. North America best eleven. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, the next. Exactly. Why has no one done it, Natalie? There's a lot of people like to have holidays. The only footballers <laughs> going. Oh, can't be bothered. I'll go on holiday. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. a break. Short True. career, isn't it? Short career, isn't it? I know, but you know what they're like, you know what I mean? They're never happy, are they? They're getting paid a fortune. They're all, maybe met them, a lot of them are miserable. Natalie, I really liked it, and it's my quiz, so I'm giving you three goals. So there we are. Andrew, yes. you think footballers should only get paid if they win? Yes, and uh, you know the way now you have, if you work in an in, in, in insurance industry, you get paid commission mm. if you do a deal. And I think with footballers nowadays, they seem to have it too easy, you know, 40, 50 grand a week. They may be injured, the team may lose three or four nil, they're still picking up their wages. Mm -hmm. I think we need to have a little bit more fight back into the game. So, for example, if you're a Watford footballer and you've played 15 games and you've lost 14, you know, you're probably living in a Tesco car park or something like that because you've no money coming in. Therefore, the incentive is there for them to actually, you know, start winning and playing for the jersey. Because no, no wages way at all? No, no wages at all. Whereas if you're, Manchester, you're Liverpool and you're top of the league, You've played 15 and you've won 14. You could get a bit of complacency coming in there. You know what I mean? Because mm. what would happen then is, you know, they think, oh, you know, we're making loads of money, everything's fine. So we can try and like balance it up a little bit. Yeah. And I think it'd be more exciting to only get wages if your team wins and you get and if the, and if you the game is drawn, money goes to charity. Oh. <laughs> this seems to me like no one's getting paid. No all. one's getting paid here. No, no. But I think I think it's only wages when you win. I think it'd be illegal though, wouldn't it? Because they'd be like it's like yeah. a it's like a zero hours contract. It is, a, yeah. But that's in line with the rest of the community. <laughs> we, they've still so, done their job, haven't they? They've still turned up and done their job. Yeah, but they haven't done it particularly very well. So they so, think it should be like on a couple of hundred quid a week basis. They should be on a retainer. A retainer. Like, they should get like okay, a, so get free move, free meals, and a bus to the I'd stadium like and a hit and stuff like that. All right, you know what I mean. But I think I think I think it should be based on commission. So Norwich have got one point this season yeah so all that money would have gone to, the money they did make would have gone to charity anyway. would have gone to charity yeah and then those players would probably end up in the food banks themselves you know what oh, I mean okay. I don't want that I think it balances it out because so, all they do is they drop down the division and play with someone they were going to get paid for because they didn't know they were going to win yeah but they'd be on much lesser wages in the first division or the league one or league two wouldn't they do you know who the best people to ask is Portsmouth when you go next week yeah, see if yeah. they're up for that yeah <laughs>
suggest that. Yeah, well, I'm training a... with the professional football team next week. <laughs> Very good point, Natalie. Thank yeah. you. I think they should only get paid if they win. I think it's a really rubbish point. But that's the whole point of this. It's <laughs> morning heretics is to come up with a bad idea. I yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you one goal. Yeah. I'm going to give you it's one goal. You've killed Jake. us. You've killed us. <laughs> Jake, extra time. You think there should be a man off after three every three minutes? Yeah, now this is based on the old, you know, when you used to play football in the park. And then you play with all your mates, you've got two quite equal teams. Then someone like someone's mum calls yeah. like little Jimmy, <laughs> he goes off, yeah. and you're down the four, it's not a five four, and then yeah. and then you got the other brothers, they gotta go because their dinner's ready. Yeah. And then you get and then eventually it starts to get dark, doesn't it? And then it's eventually just you and your mate. He's allowed to stay out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just running at each other and he's going mental. Yeah. There's loads of goals, yeah, just like, getting the ball over his head every like two that. minutes. Maybe Brilliant. Loads of goals. Part of it as well, someone's mum could turn up. Yeah. And drag them off. Yeah, why not? They could start oh, slowly turning the floodlights down yeah, yeah, yeah. as it goes on. Or they come off and their mum is there with their dinner waiting <laughs> for them and they've got <laughs> to eat their dinner. Yeah. That's a lovely so, idea. Uh, and it'd be really interesting because you, if you've got to take a player off every three minutes, you take off a defender first, you take off midfield, you take off the attack. Do you leave your attacker on to last? Yeah. Is it just an extra time? Yeah, just extra time. Yeah, it goes extra, extra time, time have you got? Usually it's only three minutes. Well, three minutes, player. 11 players, for half an hour, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, and then you'd be down there, you'd be down to two players, it's got to be a goal eventually. You know? <laughs> and the uh, first one to score. I think it's a genuine alternative to, pen to go into penalties. Yeah, first one to score. Would, would, would you leave on a goalkeeper or would you leave on like really well, tricky striker? Well, this is it, it'd be real. Interesting, wouldn't it? Do you know what would be good as well if you had jumpers for goalposts? Then oh. you started getting rid of, and you started changing a ball. And like, Andrew, you, and, you, and don't, you don't want to pay anyone. Don't know what you're You put the jumpers closer and closer and closer and closer <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Nods and volleys. Just pick nods and volleys. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm open to all these ideas. <laughs> so, uh, but it's just you know, it takes it back to those very simple days yeah. you know, of being in a park with your mates. I think you know. I think people would enjoy watching it. I liked it. People would enjoy watching it. I'm going to give it two goals. It was very, very good. Will. You think that in the last 10 minutes, <laughs> you tell us what you think. <laughs> I'm bringing a bit of the basketball mentality into okay. football. Yeah, nice. In the last 10 minutes, if you score from outside the box, it counts as two. So, say if you're 2-0 down, it's 10 minutes to go, there's still something to play for. Yeah. Because you, you, and also you start bringing in all the people that can really strike a ball. Get him on, 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Everyone, Bex is still be playing. Just get Bex on, just to whip some shots like, in. Like in American football, they bring on specialist kickers. Yeah, exactly. Specialist kickers outside the box. But you know what? It's it's it just keeps the game. It's not over. Really, yeah. is two minutes to go. You score two goals. That's four goals like from outside the box. It would stop people and, leaving. Yeah. And exciting goals. And how good are the goals going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Min goals, top goals. It'd be exciting. Three, three points, perhaps, if the goalkeeper scores from his own box. You're going too far now. Too far. I've, <laughs> pushed, it. I've pushed it too far. Well, there's another thing you could do as well is when you get a penalty, you get a choice. You can take it from the penalty spot. If you score, you get one goal, or you can take it from just on the edge of the D. This and if it goes in, you get two points, but you're another 12 yards away. Last time you played this game, you had a, a brilliant... You yeah, Simbins for people. If you fouled someone and they had to go off, you had to go off while they was off. That's true, that, that should happen. It. That was a very good well, idea. The he's from the, from the centre spot, and then you've got like 10 seconds. Got oh, when you used to have to run out the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, you should do that. But I, think, I think the D or the penalty spot, you get a choice, and you go, so right, do you want to do the penalty spot where you've got more chance, or do you want to go from the edge of the D? Yeah. To get the two goals. Yeah, but you get two goals. Oh, Will, you, you've shown you... yourself to be a big thinker about the game. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't sleep last night. I think <laughs> <you're about. laughs> Forward. And because of that, I feel like you've 
although it's a three goal max on this, I'm going to give you four goals. Because yeah. it was such a good idea. Thank you very I much. I think that's allowed. Uh, we'll find <laughs> out later. Are they getting paid though? Andrew, okay, I'll tell you what, if you lose today, if you lose Glory Hunters today, we won't get paid. All right, is that okay with you? So, at the end of that round, the scores are Man United 9, Arsenal 7. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the podcast of Glory Hunters from TalkSport. Here on Glory Hunters, we believe that people should have their say, and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public, and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. Could we have our first question, please? Hello, guys. I'd like to ask the panel, what was your lowest moment as a sports fan? What was your lowest moment as a sports fan? Will, we'll come to you first. Um, it's, it's tough, this, because there's one that really done me in as a kid. It's based boxing. And it was when Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas mm. because I had him as an invincible person and I honestly worshipped every fight. You know, he, he used, I used to get all my hairs to stand up on my arms like when he, was, uh, when he was coming into the ring. No nonsense, never wore a robe, just a towel ripped open and threw over his shoulders, no socks. And it, it would just strike fear into you through the telly. And, and when I, I got up, because obviously it was on early hours in the morning, and I got up and my dad told me he'd been beat by Buster Douglas. It, I just couldn't register it. And it, I remember I was just thinking, and every time I watched the fight, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it when he was picking the gum shield up because this man, I thought, was invincible. He was a machine. And it absolutely devastated me uh, as a kid because now he wasn't invincible anymore. And I just... Uh, do you know when you put people on pedestals yeah. as kids, don't you? So that was... There was another one when Man City beat United, battered us. But, but that, I can't give them the benefit... Of, uh, of celebrating my, t- my, my tears. But no, the Mike Tyson defeat to me to Buster Douglas was, you, was a real shocker. You've painted a, a very depressing picture there. But it was, that's well, all I, I can felt. imagine when, when your hero fails, you know, and it really teaches you a life lesson. I'm going to give you three goals for that, Will. It was an excellent answer. Thank you. Jake Wood, we're coming to you. What was your lowest moment as a sports fan? Uh, as a massive Arsenal fan, I have to say uh, Arsenal Barcelona 2006, Stade de France, Paris. Uh, Jens Lehmann got sent off, and then uh, Sol Campbell got us a goal. Towards the end of the first half, and then uh, 
and then it all went to pot, and then it ten men, ten men against uh, Barcelona. Massive kind of uh, massive ask for the team, wasn't it? Henrik Larsson came on, absolutely battered us, set up two goals. Yeah, I don't think I've ever quite got over it, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to give you three goals. It was a, just it. to try and I'm cheer you up. Just try and cheer you up, Jake. This is how it is. Andrew Ryan. So there's moments in life, you know, where people always say to you, where were you when oh, yeah. such a thing happened? So where were you when, like, the Berlin Wall fell? Yeah. It's always bad stuff, you know. But to me, <laughs> the worst moment happened to me at 12 minutes past six in the morning, right, in 2002, when it was announced that Roy Keane was leaving the World oh. Cup squad. Oh, yes. We haven't qualified for a World Cup since... 2002. We've qualified Good for fact. European Championships, Great right? Fact. And I was uh, 20 years of age, and obviously with the time difference in Japan and Korea, the games were on early in the morning, and I was working in an office, and I remember getting woken by my alarm at six o'clock, and the radio would come on. These old radios. Now this was before mm. smartphones and all that. Yeah. And it was announced that there was uh, Roy Keane had left the World Cup squad, and I got out of bed, and it created in Ireland what today is still known as the Second Civil War. <laughs> Were you Mick McCarthy or were you Roy Keane? Oh. Now, being from Cork, I was Roy Keane. My brother was Mick McCarthy. Oh. Okay? Well, it's, split it's like West Side Story. Yeah. It split the household oh. up. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but over 3,000 people marched <laughs> in the centre of Cork. No. Google it. 3,000 people marched in the centre of Cork City for Roy Keane. Were you one of them? I went down, I saw the march, but you I didn't take part in the right? To ask for Roy Keane to be reinstated to the, to the World Cup. No, anyway. This furore put Ireland into a world stage of absolute scandal when, you know, we're going to a World Cup. We had a great squad. We had Damien Duff. Mm. We had Kevin Kilban, oh. otherwise known as Zinedine Kilban. Yeah. Right? We had Gary Breen, Kenny Cunningham. Oh, yeah. These, the, 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 great. the great Shea Given, Robbie Keane up front with Niall Quinn's back. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, we had everything, right? We had Jason McAteer. We had uh, Matty Holland. We had all these. And oh, imagine if we had Roy Keane in that centre of midfield. And it was a poor some World Cup. Some of those Cup. people were actually Irish. Yeah, some of those people were actually <laughs> Irish. <right? laughs> Now, we lost to Spain in penalties in the second round. And it always, it's always one of these things that what would have happened if he'd have played? Yeah. Now, he could have conceded two own goals against Cameroon and we would have went out in the first stage. He could have got injured in the second game. He could have got sent off. We'll never know. And to me, because we haven't qualified for a World Cup since, that chapter still hasn't closed. Andrew, so again, three goals. Thank Just you. trying to cheer everyone up. Natalie, we come to you. What's the worst you've ever felt as a sports fan? Well, obviously it's about time I bring up Brentford. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> we have a, we have a <laughs> Brentford bell. The thing is... Without, you know, both Manchester United and Arsenal will not understand no. the playoffs. No, Never no, had true. to suffer the playoffs when it's your bread and butter, the league oh, campaign. Yeah. And Brentford have a terrible record when it comes to the playoffs. We've never won a playoff final. Uh, we've got to a few, but we've never won one. Um, and the most recent one was in 2015. We've just been promoted and we had a great first season in the championship, yeah. finishing fifth. And we took on Middlesbrough. And then we got hammered 5 oh. on aggregate by Middlesbrough in the semi-finals. If there had been two goals from outside the box from oh, 10 minutes ago. Exactly. 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 It would have been the game on. It would have been the game on. Exactly. And hopefully the players didn't get paid either. <laughs> 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 well, Natalie, you, you're preaching here to someone you who, has, who has felt playoff defeat oh. several times. Three goals, Natalie. Well Thank done. You. Can we have our next questioner, please? Hello. I'd like to ask which hairstyle in sport would the panel most like to have and why? Andrew Ryan. Ronaldo, 1998 World Cup. Do you remember he shaved it, but he left a massive original chunk of the... Ronaldo fat Ronaldo. Fat Ronaldo. Yeah. I don't, remember I don't he, left it, he left a Ronaldo. chunk just there, and it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. But do you remember when like, someone like David Beckham gets a Mohican? Everyone gets a Mohican. Yeah. Then like, David Beckham shaves his head, everyone gets... You know, there's, yeah. there's a trend that kids follow. So like, you'd like this haircut, I was looking at this Ronaldo thing, and I was thinking, is this going to be a trend? 
And yeah. then I realised that everyone was like, no, 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 no we're not doing, no, no. doing this trend. But I'd still love to do it, you know, like yeah. just as a one-off, just to... Well, like, to be honest, give it a couple of years, by the looks of things, you'll do it anyway, so I wouldn't worry what about it. What are you trying it. to say there, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> Saying to say the sun, the sunroof's going to be a convertible before. There we are. Because I was so rude to you, I'm going to give you um, three goals, Andrew. Jake Wood. It's, it's a bit of a sore point talking about hair. Oh, I don't mind uh, answering the question. Uh, Jason Benedict Lee, uh, the six, oh, three, yes. six foot yes. three inch striker of uh, Nottingham Forest and yeah. Watford. He had a hairstyle back in the day called the pineapple. Oh, yeah. And it was a classic. It was yeah. like dreadlocks pulled up to like a tight little bun on the top of the nut. Yeah. And then it's sort of like he let them all go loose, didn't he? He used to get teased mercilessly, didn't he, for this, he did, yeah. this hairstyle. And, but I think he, and I read an, in, uh, uh, an interview with him, and he said he kept the hairstyle purposely because uh, just to, to just, fight it yeah just to fight it yeah I think he went for a year having hairstyle not really wanting it but just to make a point we're going to give you four goals uh, Will yeah what haircut sporting haircut would you like <laughs> well it's this is this is actually true I actually did this when Paul Gascoigne bleached his hair blonde oh, um, yeah. I went for a part in Hollyoaks this new soap that no one had ever heard of because it was just new casting and I went in and my hair was dark as it is now and I went in for this part of Kurt there was, there was like three leads in the they were casting for, and I went away and didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks. Went into a, this caravan holiday in Towie, North Wales, with my sister, and yeah. saw Gaza's hair and bleached my hair blonde. <laughs> and then got a phone call saying, You got you got a recall for the casting. Uh, I went, My hair's white blonde, <laughs> so you have to go in anyway. And when I went in there, Phil Redmond saw me and went, Jambo, and went, You should read for Jambo, you look so different. And I got the part because of my hair. So, Gaza, me bleaching my hair blonde, anecdote. because it compl- it's the truth, though, yeah. and, they, and because I look so different than everybody else, who was just this bleach blonde northerner come bouncing in, loads of energy, and, and it just got me noticed, and it, and it changed my life from that moment. That, that was that was my break. Thank you, Gaza, and also it got you five points. Thank five you Five goals much. in this round. Natalie Sawyer. Who are we going oh, for here? Gosh, I don't know when Carlos Valderrama? Well, it's not too dissimilar. But it's Serena Williams. Oh, when she yes. sometimes has her hair yeah. completely out and it's it's sort of the Afro style. I just yeah. adore it. I, I think, think she's the, the greatest, hair. greatest uh, yeah. tennis player of all time. She, well, she's a phenomenal athlete, full stop. She's mm, fantastic. She and um, yeah, I'm, I have hair envy when I see the big hair that she has because my hair isn't really no. very big. How big does you, can your hair go? Do you ever boof it right up? No, I'm not very good with hair anyway, oh. so I wouldn't really style it very well. You've got black comb here. That's you the have thing. To, yeah. but you've got to spend a lot of time on that. Yeah. So, um, no, I have massive hair envy of, of Serena Williams. This is the Glory Hunters podcast in association with Monty Panasar Loft Conversions. Don't get in a spin. Put a Velux in. Oh, Monty Palliser. Jake, Pound for Pound podcast. Tell us a little bit more about it. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's just me and my best mate, Spencer Oliver. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, we just get great guests. Spencer knows everyone in the sport. So, yeah, we've had... How's the... he, your best mate? How's that happened? Um, I used to train with him and I think I met through someone else like years ago. So I've known him just years yeah. and years. Um, yeah. You used to train, did you used to box yourself? I used to box as a kid, yeah, and then I had a massive gap where I sort of chose to be an actor cause you, because no one's trying to punch you in the face, obviously. Mm. Um, it's well, a it depends bit, how bad you are. It, well, <laughs> not in my, I've never been punched in the face uh, <laughs> deliberately as an actor, uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, and then about three years ago, I had a white collar fight, um, so Spencer trained me for that and I went in and. Uh, oh. yeah. You won, didn't you? You won? No, Jake? I got a draw, I got yeah, a draw. draw yeah, it was tough, it was tough. 
But I'm such a massive fan of the sport. I wanted to go in and, and uh, do all the training and just sort of yeah. experience everything that a fight would, would, would go, you know, build up to and, and do on a And how, how, how much more respect did you gain for the fighters from doing quite that? Quite a bit more, yeah. It was terrifying. It's one of the scariest things I've ever done, to be fair. Um, it was quite interesting. Kevin Mitchell, ex-European champion, was there that night. And I, and I spoke to Kevin afterwards, and I said, I was really, um, really terrified going into the ring. And he, he turned around and said, look, there's never a fight that I had when I wasn't terrified. And it just, uh, yeah, it just gave me such an insight into what they do. You yeah. know? So I've got such, a, as I said, such respect for it. Have you ever felt fitter than doing um, that training? No, yeah. It, again, it's the best fitness in the world, yeah. So I'd, uh, I'd recommend it to anyone, yeah. How many rounds can I ask? Did you face? We did th only three, but um, to be fair, like you see, your, your adrenaline levels and all that, are so hard to control it all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even after one round, you're, you're absolutely gassed. Yeah. Nervous, was, nervous energy is the worst thing. Drive, well, yeah. you were saying you've, you've boxed. I boxed. Started at boxing when I was seven. Uh, my dad was a trainer in the gym as well. So we, my dad boxed, and we had bad eyesight. Uh, I've got bad eyesight, so I couldn't have really. Done much, well, I mean, it's got worse as it got older, but I did exactly the same as Jake. Um, I, I, some acting work came up, I was 12, I wanted to be, and I, I was um, I was training three times a week. Um, um, my, my my uncle, my dad's brother, actually boxed um, a guy who went to fight, Muhammad Ali. Uh, oh, right. I come from a boxing family, so, yeah, always been around boxing, and I absolutely adore the sport. Massive respect to everybody who does it. And like Jake says, until you actually get in the ring and try the training you just haven't got a clue about you know how hard it is a discipline behind it and and as I said about that that you can say three rounds you think I, think I can fight for three minutes yeah. 30 seconds and you start feeling it you, mm, it's just yeah. the nervous energy as well when you are nervous is where you tense up yeah. and that's why you know you need to be relaxed in the ring and that's a quiet part of the time where you see Anthony Joshua blowing quite a lot any big muscle bound heavyweights and stuff like that because you know it zaps up a lot of energy you do a lot of golf don't you Andrew would you ever do a lot, 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 lot of boxing as well I'm always boxing, boxing. <laughs> Do you believe it? I got a phone call last week off Eddie Hearn. I've got to go down. On. <laughs> I've got to go down on Tuesday. They want to have a look at me. You know what I mean? Like they, they said, I can do a job. You Match know, up the two, golf it, golf and. Uh, do you know getting, what? Getting I actually, um, a good friend of mine has had fourteen uh, amateur fights. Mm. Uh, comedian Chris Kent, and doing a white collar uh, event is something I'd love to do. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things. You know, I've done. Which comedian would you fancy? Like which that. would you fancy fighting? Who would you fancy? Who would I like to fight comedians wise? Yeah. Oh, uh, Romish. <laughs> Romish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe Romish. I don't know. I'd probably, oh, I probably. partially sighted. You yeah, know, pick someone who's got yeah. two covers. Go, go, go for the bad eye early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fight you, Charlie. Would you fight me? Yeah. You would fight. Oh, oh, we'd different, different weight groups. I'm a light heavyweight, and you're actually a cruiser come to the final round in the dying moments of the game we move now into injury time where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible losing side goes first which by one goal is currently Arsenal Jake right. and Natalie yeah. here we go I'm going to list a series of figures from the world of sport and the reality TV shows they've appeared in all you got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. I don't comment on that. Do I need to say it again? Do you understand what you've got to do? Yes. Okay, true or false. Your time starts now. John Fashionu, come dine with me. True. It is true. Jimmy Bullard, first date. False. It is false. David Seaman, dancing on ice. True. true. It is true. Robbie Savage, SAS, who dares wins. False. It is false. Peter Schmeichel, strictly come dancing. False. It's true. Joey Barton, flog it. 
False. It is false. <laughs> Willie Thorne, the real full Monty. True. False. No, false. It's true. Martina Navrasilova, I'm a celebrity. True. It's true. Sean Dyche, Naked Attraction. False. <laughs> it is false. Carlton Palmer, Hunted. True. It's false. Sam Allardyce, Celebrity Apprentice. False. It's true. Conor McGregor, Escape to the Chateau. False. It's false. Lee Sharp, Love Island. False. True. True. It's true. true. Danny Mills, Celebrity Border Force. True. It's false. <laughs> Darren Goff, Naked Jungle. False. It's false. Bruce Grobelar, Hell's Kitchen. True. It's true. Roy Keane, Cash in the Attic. False. It's I false. don't comment on that. Do I need to say it again? So, well, you did very, very well. At the end of that round, you got 12, which takes you to 37 goals, which means Man United, you need 11 to draw, 12 to win. And I'm going to list a series of football teams from around the world. I need you to tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you will hear this sound. Louis van Gaal's army! So you need 12 to win. Are we ready? Your time starts now. Deportivo Moron. False. It's true. Naughty Boys. False. It's true. Funky Moped. False. It is false. Cape Coast Mysterious Abusa Dwarfs. True. It is true. Love Ham. False. It's true. Tuppany Nudgers. False. It is false. Golden Bush. True. It's true. Tenpole Tudor. False. It is false. Joe Public. False. It's true. Inter Godfathers. False. It's true. El Baroni. True. It's false. Outcast FC. True. It's true. Club Scaramanga. False. It is false. Barrack Young Controllers. True. It's true. The Summer Isle Torches. True. It's false. Big Bullets FC. True. It's true. Tottenham Hotspur. True. true. It's true. Always Ready. False. It's true. Universal Exports. True. It's false. <laughs> Club the Strongest. False. It's true. No! Sugar Boys. True. It's true. Louis and Gold. Oh, that was close. At the end of that round, you scored 11 goals, which makes it absolute draw. Oh, Honours even. It's unreal. Oh, absolute right. incredible <laughs> scenes here at Glory Hunters. Nobody knows what happens except me. I know what happens. Right. So in the event of a draw, we go to my team, which is Talk United. And I'm going to ask you what the attendance was at the last home game that Talk United played in, which is Talk United v Stockport in the National League. The last time we played at home, I want you to write down what you think the attendance was and then we will see who gets closest. This is in teams. What are you thinking? OK. Yeah? Are you happy with that? We have our answer. I could be wrong. We have our answer. answer. OK, uh, Natalie and Jake, we'll come to you first. What, I just turn it round? Just turn it so round and you tell us, me tell and you tell us what you think it is. 3,231. 3,231. <laughs> Man United, Andrew, tell me what you've written down. 2,100. 2,100. Oh, yeah. 2, oh. It is in between. Oh! <laughs> the, actual, the actual attendance was 2,659. Oh, so, Andrew, you said 2,100. Arsenal, Natalie and Jake, you said 3,231. The attendance was... 2,659, which let me just do my maths. Natalie and Jake, you are 572 out. 
But Will and Andrew, you are 559 out of your 12. By 23 people. Get in. By 23 people. Arsenal out of the cup for another year. What positives can you take from that result, Jake? No, we're floundering in the moment. It's no more than I expected. As we are delighted to be getting paid. And to our winners, we say. And for the losers... Your boys took a hell of a beating. Your boys took a hell of a beating. My thanks to Natalie, Andrew, Will and Jake. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. Absolutely unbelievable scenes here at Glory Hunters. The tightest game. Natalie, unbelievable, isn't it? I, I can't believe it. You've uh, seen every other game. I can't believe the narrow loss. That's 20, all I'm gonna, that's, oh. 23 more fans. If Stockport had bought 23 more... Away selfish, fans. Really. They're away selfish. from Stockport. That's how we weren't saying that. We knew there wasn't going to be a lot of away fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was, did you? Yeah. There we are. Jake, you disappointed? Gutted. Oh, wow. Absolutely gutted. Uh, has there ever been a draw on this show? No. Really? First, First time. Well, we had no idea. Oh, it was wow. Classic Arsenal. Just to remind you, it isn't a draw. We won. Classic Castle trying to get some out of the game when there's nothing left. There we are. That's it for another week on Glory Hunters. Thanks so much. Do rate and subscribe and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcast and we'll see you next week.